Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, welcome in Blue Party 101, ESPN, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you for an hour. Moving like magic uh, with BK and Ferrario at 11 o'clock. Fast lane from 2 to 6. You're welcome to get involved here now that mic drops are played. Your voice can be heard on this show via Rhino Shields mic drops. Using the 101 ESPN app, and you can text in Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Jackson, tell me what's on your agenda as the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis this weekend. I want to know. I'm going to live vicariously through you. Mm, well, probably uh, hit a local establishment. Tell me what establishment, boy. I don't know. Probably a brewery. Urn Chestnut right there in the Grove. And then uh, wonderful sponsor here. And then uh, kind of hang out. And then we got the trivia night, TMA trivia night on Saturday. St. Gabriel's. Yep. For my first time inside St. Gabriel's. Wait till you see the banners. You right. will be in awe. I'm intimidating. You know, I've been to yeah, MSG. I've been to MSG. I've been to... Uh, Mizzou Arena, which is the true home of basketball. Yes. And then uh, now I'll get to add St. Gabe's to that list. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to Tomorrow it. Tomorrow night. Right. com. Yeah. And then uh, Sunday, probably just hang out. It's going to be hotter than the Dickens. You going to shave strokes? Doubtful. I mean, I think you're supposed to play Log Cabin tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but I moved my tea time and now I don't know what's going to happen. Worst case, I'll uh, double up with Log Cabin and Bogey on Sunday. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad you have a backup plan. Yeah, I mean, the drive across the street is going to be a headache, but maybe I'll have someone drive me for me. Guys, the boy is a drunk. Thanks. That's from the 636. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do. Just say no to screaming Steve. It sounds like the 217 does not want to hear from Steve and Wildwood on the mic drops. It's a shame. Let's see if he's uh, dropped one in our... Uh, Lil Piddle's Friday percentage is a tradition unlike any other. The Cardinals trade for Juan Soto. Your percentage, go. Seven uh, percent. I will go with fifteen percent. Wow! Usually, I'm the one who's uh, a little more optimistic on it. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. The the Blues trade for Matthew Kachuk. Uh ten percent. No, wow! Will trade for Matthew Kachuk like that will happen? Yeah, ten, well, just because you're you have to add a like we talked about yesterday, it's like most likely you're gonna have to add a third team into that equation. Now you're now there's a lot more up in the air than a, just a two team trade. I will say sixty percent. Wow, wow! I'm just telling you, I mean, what do you want me to do? Be no. dishonest with the audience? No, you want to just... change the name of the show from Honesty and Media to Dishonesty and Media? No. Even though I think it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Welcome to Dishonesty and Media. Tim McCurran. It'd be kind of fun, but no. I have to tell you, there is liberty in not caring. <laughs> There's a, for all the kids out there who are interested in getting into the game. Come closer. You don't care who you upset and don't care if everybody's pissed off at you. It, you, you speak incredibly freely. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I don't have to tell you. That's what I think. So that's what I think. So that's what I say. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that sounds fantastic. Uh, and then the Cardinals are aggressive at the deadline. This is Lil Piddle's Friday percentages. Uh, okay, so uh, I need you, for the purpose of the percentage, to give me the definition at the, today, July 22nd, 
2022 of what aggressive means. Aggressive would be a starting pitcher who is in somewhere near their prime, you know, hopefully late 20s, early 30s, or even younger 20s, and then a left-handed bat, most likely an outfielder. So that would be what I would describe oh, as aggressive. Wow. So two pieces, a quality batter, hopefully left-handed, and then a starting pitcher. That would be my definition of aggressive, given the context. I will say 65%. I was going to say 60%. Wow. Yeah. Look at us. I, I just think, I think it's like... We holding rights here? We holding rights here? No, I just I think that the front office for the Cardinals has a proven track record. You know, I know that the trade deadline has been very much not aggressive in years past, but they're a smart organization. Only missed the playoff one time in the last 10 years. I'd have to think that they are going to do whatever it takes this year to win. I think, I think, you know, if I'm, if it comes August 3rd and nothing has been done, then, you know, I'll sit here and I'll, I'll be the one who's wrong. Oh my gosh. That's so honest of you. I, I try to be, I try to be honest. Honesty is the best policy. That's my credo. Who cares about your golf? That's from the 636. Uh, I think the listeners care. They want to know what I shoot, and they want to know where I'm playing. I try to be relatable, Tim. By saying you're playing at Log Cabin in the Bogey Club. Yeah, you can get, you can get in place there. place is so hidden. <laughs> it's serious. That's like the, the sign for it is the size of a piece of copy paper. Uh, how do you guys feel about MLB Network's trade proposal for the Cardinals to land? Is this the thing that was going around the Twitter tweets last night? It was Mark DeRosa's idea. Yeah, I saw that. Let me give you a little background on the industry, if you don't mind. All righty. Jackson, come over here. Sit on my lap. All right. Done. Nice. Wow. You feel good. Yeah. Six five seven eight zero. Or leave a mic drop. Uh, here's what I here's what I would tell you. Mark DeRosa, who's made whatever it is that he's made, I would imagine you can look it up on baseball reference why I'm giving you a little soliloquy on how this probably worked. I will guess he made sixty million dollars. It might be high, but I'm gonna go sixty million. And I think I get it if I'm within five on either side. So you're giving me a ten million dollar delta. Mark DeRosa made. TikTok, is that what you usually say? You on dial-up, bro? <laughs> it's not giving me, it never gives me just the number. It always gives me all their contracts. So the Horton Watkins edition program is lackluster? Yeah, this is, give me a moment. I don't okay, know. Fine. Well, anyway, so Mark DeRosa is doing this because he doesn't want to be at the house. And, you know, he doesn't need it, but he does it. And they say, hey, Mark, we're doing a little bit today on who you think is going to trade for Juan Soto. So, you know, so-and-so is going to take uh, the Dodgers. You're taking the Cardinals. Um, and here are the names of the people you've never heard of because you've made $60 million uh, who will throw in there for the trade, and then you can give a take on it. Uh, and then we're going to put the graphic up, and then you argue with whoever's sitting across from you, and then we'll do a segment on it. Sounds good? Sounds good? Yeah, it's great. There it is. And then it's taken seriously as if there is any validity to it. Now, I hate to pull the curtain back on the business, but that is indeed the business. And there it is. There is honesty in media for you yet again. You don't like it? That's fine. I'm just telling you the way it is. What's the deal, Jackson? I think it's around $30 because he only signed, he only had two contracts in the millions. A bunch of them were, you know, 750000 800000 He had two contracts, the one with the Cubs and the one with the Giants. 
of oh, I mean, he left the Cardinals to go to the Giants, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. He got hurt right when he came to the Cardinals. That sucks. That 2009 team. I mean, I was yeah, 09. About so in 09. Oh, either way, I'm. I'm. I bet he can still pay the mortgage. Absolutely. And so that's probably what happened. So I saw that that was like, okay, is this being reported? That this is what the Cardinals have offered? No, this is Mark DeRosa's idea. And in reality, it's a guy who graduated from Mizzou or Northwestern or Arizona State or Syracuse uh, who just moved to Secaucus, which is where MLB uh, is. And uh, it's like, oh, I'll put this together. And then Mark, Mark can say this is his idea. And we'll have the uh, right. We'll right. have the Cardinals trade proposal that is not going to happen. <laughs> right. I, I just and then I, we'll argue about it, and then we'll go to a commercial break. I, just, I couldn't. And there's the business. And listen, I made I, cho- I chose terribly with my major in, in 1996. I'll be honest with you, I really did. This is this is a dog and pony show. The whole thing. I could have done this with a with my my diploma from St. Gabriel's. <laughs> yeah, but I I just couldn't imagine a world in which the Cardinals. Traded for Juan Soto and didn't have to give up Jordan Walker. Like I feel like that piece is certainly in there. Has to be. He's. I would agree with that part. He's the best prospect the Cardinals got. I think Jim Bowden or someone at the Athletics said that he was the most impressive guy at the Futures game, Future Prospects game. I would be really surprised if they got a generational talent at his age like Juan Soto and didn't give up Jordan Walker and most likely one of the starting outfielders. I would agree with that part. Right. I agree with that part. And then, but my, my premise on what when the, when the texter asked us to comment on the MLB networks, I'm just telling you that, that in my opinion, that that was not something that was necessarily a serious right. concoction so much as here is a discussion point because the topic, especially when there's been no baseball for a few days outside of the All-Star game, is Juan Soto, and understandably so, uh, that you got to come up with ways to talk about it and that's an angle to talk about it we were told way back when the topic tree and the topic tree has branches the trunk is the topic so what is our trunk Juan Soto what are our branches made up trades and then we argue about them that was nice apparently little, people watch it's a nice little look into the industry yeah it's a peek behind the curtain <laughs> and I think sometimes people don't want to hear the, hear about it and in the sense that they don't want to be you know it's like like headlines that are you know just completely BS but they're designed to rope you in. Now, this right. isn't new. Now they're called clickbait, but the stuff's been going on for a long time. Right. How, how can we grab We're the attention? We're all being manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. We got to make, and it's got to be long enough to be a social media clip. It's a whole deal. It's all one big club. And guess what? You ain't in it. Who said it? George Carlin. George Carlin. I was going to say that. You didn't give me enough time. I don't think you were going to. No. That's my read. That's accurate. Uh, DeRosa made $29 million. Jackson, your baseball reference skills are terrible. Thanks. That's from the 636. It's not easy. You know, doing, you know I'm doing a little radio show as well. It's you, know, you at home on baseball reference. Probably pretty easy to look that up and send it in eight minutes later. My grandmother could find this information on DeRosa before boy did. That's from the 636. Nice. Very nice. Feel proud about that one. Teach the boy how to use baseball reference. Boy, baseball reference in Jackson. Hey, Piddles, go sit on Timmy Boy's lap and talk about the first thi. Oh, I think I know where that, yep, there it was. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was a two-part text, and then I thought, oh, I have a feeling when I know what the next few words are. And it was some we can't read over the air. I think we probably can. I err on the side of caution. 
you know, if right. we were down the hallway on HD2, I'd read it all day long, even if it was even oh. more vivid. But here it's like, you know, I respect, I feel like we're guests here. Right, exactly. You don't want to, you take Randy your shoes Carriker, off when you come Michelle in. Smallman. Yeah. You know, first class people. Absolutely. Do a respectable program. They have Adam Wainwright on basically at this point, like as a co-host. Right. David Perron comes on and airs his grievances. And I come in here and just recite arbitrary percentages and you can't find salary information on baseball reference for an hour. I mean, that's essentially what this is. So therefore, I'm a guest and I won't soil the sanctity of these airways. I think that's right. Uh, all right. Jackson has his four questions for day. Once again, I thought they were wonderful. Uh, here's the, we'll, we'll, we'll lay the groundwork for the next segment. We discussed yesterday the expectations behind the Cardinals and the Blues being vastly different in the market when it comes to trade deadline aggressiveness. Both teams have certainly set a precedent over the past number of seasons. That made a question come to my mind. Over the past 10 years, whose team has had better success? the better success? You have 10 years of Cardinal teams in the playoffs, all but one season, NLCS and four of ten. Oh, I see what you're saying. Ten years of the Cardinal teams in the playoffs, all but one season, NLCS and four of ten seasons, or the Blues last ten years with the Stanley Cup, but some inconsistency surrounding it. In other words, whose last ten years, Blues or Cardinals, have been better? That right. is that is a more succinct way of saying it, but I appreciate you laying out that the Cardinals have had the run that they had. Uh, what would you take? Answer the question. 65780. We'll discuss it on the other side of the break. This is Balloon Party, also known as the Lil Piddles Can't Find Salaries on Baseball Reference Show on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, and we're with you to the top of the hour. Then it's BK and Ferrario from 11 to 2, and the fast lane from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. The question posed by Action Jackson. We discussed yesterday the expectations behind the Cardinals and Blues being vastly different when it comes to trade deadline aggressiveness. Both teams have certainly set a precedent over the past number of seasons. That made a question come to my mind. Jackson speaking first person. Over the past 10 years, whose team had the better success? You have the Cardinals 10 years in the playoffs, all but one season. Now, what, that, that's not accurate, though. Am I, mis- am I mistaken? You are. Oh. It was... I just noticed you gulped like, oh, God, no. Well, 2016, I know. They didn't make it. That's right. 17, I didn't make it. That's right. And 18, I didn't make it. 65780, we'll leave a mic drop. It's... It's on the yeah, team now. I mean, just, what are you just do? hammer away. What are you going to do? You got, the, you got your downwind. It's a downhill hole. And you got driver in your hand, and there are no hazards. Just bang away at it. 65780. Because I read that, and I go, yeah, why wouldn't anybody take the Cardinals? And then I thought to myself, oh, because what Jackson wrote isn't true. Well, if it took you a second, too, then maybe I thought I could slip it past you. You know, if we didn't even say anything. Well, and you didn't are re- a rights holder. You're trying to re- revise history here. Man, whose rights are you holding, bro? Somebody's. I guess so. Yeah. Couldn't uh, be sorrier. I, I was just going to turn the text line sincere. off. This guy is... just going to turn the text... I did, you did actually... Did, he did dim the monitor over there. Yeah, it's... Uh, this is better for everybody. Uh, you have 10 years of Cardinal teams in the playoffs all but one season. I'm just reading what's in the prompter just for the record. <laughs> well, let's just go no, with accurate. it. <laughs> NLCS in four of 10 season, or the Blues last 10 years of the Stanley Cup, but some inconsistencies surrounding it. Yeah, one mistake and a, and a bunch of others are correct. I think that's a victory. No one hits a 1,000. Uh, here's where I'm coming from. The Cardinals have not won a world championship in the last 10 years. The Blues have won a Stanley Cup in the last 10 years. And when it's all said and done, 
The Blues also had a conference final appearance in 2016. They mm-hmm. lost to the Sharks. That was avenged in 2019. Um, and I also just... I, the, the, there's something to be said for feeling like the team is competing for a championship. And yes, the Cardinals are in the mix at the moment. They absolutely are. And I expect them to be in the playoffs, but I just don't get this sense... And again, they, they may go after a championship, but I think that is the core feeling, and it's not just this year. It's 16, it's 17, it's 18. I know it's tough sometimes to remember, you know, baseball seasons from just a few years ago, but in 2019, that was not a great team for whatever reason, and I don't know why. I'm not saying it's a talent of anything. I think it's further proof that, you know, there's a lot wrong with me. Uh, I can remember all the Cardinal playoff teams in my lifetime. It's strange. And from my standpoint, I would put the 2019 Cardinal team that made it to the NLCS as the weakest one that I can remember. Mm -hmm. And that's taking out the 2020 and 2021. So a team that made it to, you know, the NLDS uh, because, and I don't know what the hell they called the thing in 2020 when they played the Padres. (laughs) I called that I'm not really interested in watching. Yeah, I think that's And then yeah. 2021, and that was a dog and pony deal as well. So 2019 and before, I would say that. But they, hey, they beat the Braves. You know, tip your cap, man. They've got some upsets under their belts in the playoffs, and two of them led to uh, world championships. So my point being, you go back to 2015, that I think would be a team where people go, okay, that team's capable of winning a championship, although that team really lacked offense. Um, and so I think that is why if you go back the last 10 years, yes, 2012, if we're including that, and I assume we are, they mm-hmm. went away from the World Series. Yep. In 2013, they were two wins away from the World Series. And 2014, they made it to the NLCS. But it just, there really hadn't been much since then. And, you know, I think, and maybe I'm off the mark on it, they weren't even compet. They didn't look like they belonged in the same field as the Washington Nationals in 2019. Yeah. They really didn't. And the Blues just played, I think, a team that will go down, especially if they win a couple more cups. Uh, the Avalanche, and if Jordan Bennington doesn't get hurt, I think that they really could have won that thing, and I certainly think they could have beaten the Oilers, and who knows what happens if they get to the Lightning. Point being... When you're digging into these conversations, you have to look at the quality of the teams and not just the results of the series as well. And so the Blues have had some some really good teams. I don't know what happened with Tarasenko in 2016. I think he might have put on some weight over the course of the playoffs. Uh, and he was kind of a non-factor until I think he had like a cosmetic goal or two at the end of that series. But uh, that was a team that became the favorites after they won their second-round series. Um to win the cup, they were the favorites to win the cup after uh, when they were, the final four were left. So, with all of that said, um, I will take the Blues over the last ten years for those reasons given. Jackson, now that you uh, have heard what actually did happen with the Cardinals in sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, what is your answer? Those seasons were all blur. Um, what I will say is, you know, in the three championships the local teams have won since two thousand. When you looked at the 06 Cardinals, and you probably looked at them in late July, you wouldn't think that they were going to be World Series champions. 2011, early August, you definitely didn't think they were going to be. Late August. Yeah, late August. You didn't think they were going to be World Series champions. And then January of 2019, you certainly did not think the Blues were going to be Stanley Cup champions. You state facts. So when you look at it like that, it's so odd that, you know, I think we can agree that, like, the best teams over the past 
22 years have been like the 05, 04 or 05 Cardinals or the 09 Cardinals. And if you're going to go to the Blues, maybe 2016, you maybe thought that they were the, the best team. And they don't always win. So the competing for championships things, it's so odd that like we've had three major outliers win championships in St. Louis in you the past correct. 22 years. Well, those are the last three championships, and all of them, you're right. You are, just are 100% out, are right. And outliers. I actually would tell you that the Cardinals and the fan base, in a weird way, are victims. Victims probably isn't the right word. But the business model of conservatism at the trade deadline, I believe, is a byproduct, and maybe understandably so, of just get in the tournament and anything can happen. Yeah. Because the two years they won the World Series, it was a case of just getting the tournament and anything did happen. Right. And so I think that that actually is a byproduct. I wrote about that in 2007. I said, this might be weird, but this might be a bad thing, as weird as it is. There is a bad part about the Cardinals winning this World Series this way, because it was piecemeal. Yeah. There was not some aggressive uh-uh. move. It no. was a bunch of guys got healthy and then some guys who were DFA'd. Remember, we called them the Band of Misfits because it was Jeff Weaver. Preston Wilson, Wilson, Ronnie Belliard, Ronnie Belliard. I mean, yeah. I think that was the big move. Yeah, that and was... then they got healthy in the final week or two of the season, and off they went. Yeah, right. And then in eleven, the only move they made was they got rid of, they traded Rasmus and got the bullpen pitchers, most of which you wouldn't have heard of before, including Mark Zabchinsky with the wild name. And then that turned out to be one of the biggest moves they made, or one of the key moves to win that World Series, is how strong their bullpen was. So it's it's odd that. You know, the teams that we think are the best sometimes don't fare as well than the outlier teams that, you know, they look pretty good on paper, but the context of the season doesn't tell the whole story. Tim, leave Jackson alone. He didn't have time to research Cardinals playoffs because he was watching game tape of the 2014 Summer League offensive. Drink another Cosmopolitan yuppie. That's from the 314. You know, that would hurt my feelings, but it simply doesn't. I don't know what to tell you. You know, everyone messes up. Because the 2014 Summer League was... A hell of a league. Yeah, I'd have to think. I mean, we've had some really good young talent in the past couple of years. It's really I noticed impressive. you spoke first person about the summer league. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a liaison. <laughs> or I'm working on my... Do you drink Cosmos, bro? No. No, no, no. Gin and tonic, usually. Beer. Is that, like, yuppie? Gin and tonic? Well, I don't call you yuppie. I thought, I, who's the douchebag and who's the yuppie? I think you're the yuppie and I'm the douchebag. Is that right? I think. We still can't nail that down. Jeff Weaver. Damn. What a throwback. Yep. Buh weaves. Great head of hair. Dude. Incredible head of hair. Really good. Soup, too. Soup. Soup was clutch, man. Yeah. Soup game four, or game seven, excuse me, against Roger Clemens in 2004. And in game seven against who? In, in 2000. There's no way. And it's not fair because you were seven or eight. In 2006? Who started for the Mets in 2006, game seven? Super random. Glavin? No, that would be the understandable answer. It was uh, not. I believe he pitched game seven and forced a, or game six and forced a game seven. Pre Johan. Um, I can't. I, there's no way. I mean, even if I gave you like 10 hints, I don't know if you could get it. No, I don't think Oliver I, Perez. Oliver Perez. Very nice. Yeah. Jeff Supon, Oliver Perez, and you had just a ridiculous. Like Cardinals game seven in 2004 and in 2006. Those are up there with some of the, the greatest 
NLCS games. I had to go to bed early in Game 7 of 2006. What the hell is going on? It was a school night, and my parents said, yeah, you know, I was in the third grade. My parents said you had to go to bed early. So as soon as I woke up at like 6 in the morning, I shook my dad up and asked what happened. He said, well, yeah, the Molina had a big hit, and I watched SportsCenter the next morning. I've never been more disappointed in your parents, and I'm a big fan of your parents. I know, and it's it's a real shame, but that's the truth is I had to go to bed early. What time was bedtime? Uh, probably at that time, 9.30, maybe a little earlier, maybe a How little later. How did you do that? That's what, that was the rule. I had to go to bed and I had to get up early the next morning, ask my dad what happened. He showed me the paper and I watched Sports Center and was super excited about it. So that, that's the, that's the truth right there. Uh, no, no, no. Boy is yuppie. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that would make more sense, I feel like. Tim is the douchebag, Jackson is the yuppie, and he's also a douchebag. Oh, that's nice. I get both. <laughs> Uh, guys, Dave Duncan was the X Factor. Dave Duncan was always an X Factor. Yeah, he was. Woody yeah. Williams, I'm sure, thanks Dave Duncan for his estate. I believe he's in Texas because he was on his way out of the game, and then he had another five years in baseball because of what Dave Duncan was able to do with him. Yeah, I mean, the whole staff. I'll tell you, another you know, X Factor in that that group was uh, Jason Isringhausen, who got yeah, hurt right. and uh, did not go to Puerto Rico. He stayed with the team, and he worked with the uh, he worked with the, the young pitchers in the bullpen. Right, and I think it and played a huge role in that. Yeah. And takes no ownership. We've talked about it. Takes no ownership. Won't wear his World Series ring. Really? Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, yeah, you were you, the closer for the vast majority of the season until you got hurt. Right, and it, I think it's telling that the rookie closer Adam Wainwright closed out all three series, and you know. I don't, without Izzy's leadership, you know, that's, I think Adam would even say that's such a huge part of it. That's the gospel, Jackson. Hashtag same age. What does that mean? This guy was put to bed early too? Probably. I feel terribly for you guys. I mean, yeah, in third grade, you gotta, you gotta hit the bed. And But I was up, I got to watch uh, Adam Wainwright strike out Brandon Inge to close out. Friday night, I would hope so. Yeah, to close out the World Series. October 27th, 2006. I think that's correct, actually. Yeah, I've watched, I I said, I've watched that World Series DVD with Billy Bob Thornton narrating it 1,000 times. Uh, Guys, boy may not know the Cardinals playoff history, but I bet he knows the playoff history of any random team in the association. That's from the 314. Here's a fun stat. No active player in the NBA has ever played a playoff game against the Sacramento Kings. Well, when you say fun, I think it's interesting. Hmm. They're the uh, the Oakland Athletics of of, of basketball. Uh, it's a it's a fun fact. Your thoughts? Uh, Do we get a mic drop? Do we yeah, have a, yeah. We got uh, another one from our friend Steve. Oh, Steve's stock is uh, is is it's uh, there's some who really want to buy it up, and there are some who want to sell it. I wonder what we have today. This is the Rhino Shield uh, mic drop. Oh boy, gonna be a hot one today. Over a hundred degrees. Oh, wow. Here's an article about what we should do to beat the heat. This should be good. Stop it! Hydrate? Really? We're supposed to drink water when it's 100 degrees? You idiots! What was I going to do? Drink some molasses? Oh, wear light clothing. Thanks, numb nuts. All right, stupid ass. I'll stay inside. Only go outside when necessary. Thanks for the advice, idiots. Tired of it. No. Drink molasses? <laughs> Who's he yelling at? Is he yelling at you? Me? Probably someone who like writes for some sort of magazine because they're always, anytime it's hot out, you got to get the, how to stay cool, how to beat the heat. Bring your pets inside. Check on the elderly. Check on the elderly. Uh, yeah, don't only go outside if you have to. Well, I got to tell you, like, let's say I'm 80 years old and like the neighbors are knocking on the door. I don't open the door now. Right. 
Never. If if I don't know that someone's coming to the door, why would they answer it? Oh. Like, what's what's gonna what's gonna be the upside of it? Tell my son. I don't. Sign... Somebody's knocking the door. I go. We're not expecting anybody. Stay right here. <laughs> right. It's it's. A, I open that door. It's nothing but downside. Right. It, uh, I don't... It's like when I hear my Facebook DMs go off. I go. Some somebody I don't know wants something from me. Exactly. What new task will I have to do now yeah. that I open this DM? What can I do for nothing for you for free? Right. Yeah, that'll Piss certainly the f off. Will certainly inconvenience me. Yeah, I don't subscribe to Publishers Clearinghouse. Why would someone be knocking at my door? Uh, that was a quality mic drop. Thanks. That's from the three one four Rackham. That's from the three one four Stephen Wildwood. Terrible. That's from the three one four. The listeners love Steve. That's from the three one four. So he's got about a seventy five percent approval rating. Better than me. You think that's the? I guess you're probably right about oh, that. I think it's better than me too. Actually, yeah, I'd, I'd be in the mid thirties. I have to think. All right, Action Jackson has more. Action Jackson has more for the people here, and we will read them coming up on the other side of the break. Fine, I, I will. I will tease you. The goal is to get better. Tease camp at teasing. I did go to teasing camp. Uh, as we quickly approach the trade deadline for the Redbirds, there are still some games left to be played before any moves will be made. This may be a bad question, mm. but do you think there is anything in this next week of games the team could see that would drastically change what they are going to do at the deadline or the moves they want to make set in stone? I shall answer that, plus uh, another one that Jackson has to say about alternative sports broadcasts, as there is some news regarding that. That is coming up next. Charles Barkley's also catching hell for his live golf meeting. That's all coming away in the second half of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I didn't catch a Philadelphia 76ers 2031 arena update just now, did I? Yeah. You know, that's one of, uh, fun fact, uh, one of the... Again, your, your definition of fun and mine seem to be varying. I've been to two NBA games my entire life. One of them at, uh, I think it's the Wells Fargo Center in uh, Philadelphia, and the other one at Madison Square Garden. I need to go more. It's crazy that I've only been to two NBA games in my life. 65780 is how you can text into the Air Comfort Service text line. Jackson's query was this. As we approach the trade deadline, there are still some games left to be played before any moves will be made. This will be a bad question. <laughs> it's maybe a bad question. <laughs> but do you think there is anything in this next week of games the team could see that would drastically change what they are going to do at the deadline? Or are the moves they want to make set in stone? The answer to your question, Jackson, is yes. Yeah, let's say injury. Right, but we got to take that out because let's say Paul Goldschmidt gets hurt, and it would be understood. I would go hold, hold, hold the door, hold door. Uh, Oh, what a moment! Yeah, that was really nice. Mm. Probably one of the more recent references we've made. Usually, our references come from the early nineties. We like to reach as few people as possible. Uh, So, uh, I would say that that is the case. And I would say injuries to the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Brewers could impact it um but yeah i think i think for the most part you know what you got right like unless like i was thinking like what if carlson went on some run where he hit like four homers this week i don't think so i don't think so i mean that that like if you were you know doing a, a show then you can all of a sudden like change your opinion but if you're running a business you have to adhere to the larger sample size right and that's not you know, you, right. you, you know what you have. Now, and you've seen it for three months plus. Now, here's a little bit more interesting, because obviously if Paul Goldschmidt got hurt, things would drastically change. But let's say a bullpen arm goes down. 
Hennessy Cabrera, anybody, it doesn't matter. Bullpen arm goes down. Way more quality bullpen arms goes down. Okay, okay, okay. Does that kind of change up? Whether you then have to go look because we've both said that getting a starter could help the bullpen because Polante could go to the bullpen. But if you're going to lose a bullpen arm, does that change your strategy? Uh, it depends. It, again, it depends on who it is. I, right. I understand the, the thought process behind the question, but I it it, it depends on who it Let's is. Let's say Hicks. Let's say it's Hicks. No, okay. it doesn't change. All right. Mostly, right. it changes. Right. That's that, how I. That's how I view it. It's a case by case thing. So if you were to lose, or say O'Neill for whatever reason has complications and can't come back, that does not impact my perspective on this. Okay. Fair so, uh, but Helsley, he is incredibly important to what the team has Absolutely. been able to do. Uh, guys, I love these midseason NBA beat reports. Nothing says three one four more than NBA coverage in a city, let alone a state that doesn't have it. Great. That's from the five seven three. This NBA guy has been to two games. What a joke. Well, there's not many teams that close, you know. Let's go to a Grizzlies game, Jackson. I'll drop you off in West Memphis with a $100 bill stapled here for it, and you can walk the rest of the way. Are we giving away any tickets today? <laughs> I'd love to go to a Grizzlies game. Hopefully someone can just drop me off there, though. Well, you just had an offer. Uh, the NFL has confirmed that their new app will feature NFL Plus which will stream local and some national games along with a wide variety of other content and alternative broadcasts. Do you think the alternative broadcasts, such as the Manning cast and what baseball did with the All-Star game, are the future of sports television? Uh, before I go further with your query, what baseball did with the All-Star game, you talking about the players being mic'd up? Mic'd up, like the ump cam, uh, some of the... More... The players being mic'd up, that ain't going to happen. Right. And, I, and as much as I'd enjoy it, it shouldn't happen. Right. At least if I'm a player or the Players Association, I would never agree to it. Right. They do They do uh, ESPN games, they'll sometimes do it, but it's rare. But like having a conversation with no, the pitcher they, while he's throwing happen. and with right. the catcher while he's calling pitches. That'll never happen. But... You see that uh, Paul Blackburn, by the way, uh, did an interview yesterday and said he was, uh, whoever was catching for him, I don't recall who it was, when Pools was up. Uh, kept calling for inside fastballs to try to allow him to oh, really? hit a home run. Wow. And he did. He hit it out. Well, he didn't hit a home run, obviously, but he did keep throwing inside fastballs, and then Pools hit one to basically the warning track yeah. down the left field line. Which, when he keeps his hands inside, is his, it's his staple. But didn't uh, Wainwright catch hell for yeah, allowing Jeter just about to— to uh, that up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he kind of threw a— not a softball, but he, he threw a ball. When that, Cal Ripken hit one in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. That, uh, was that a— a Vince McMahon moment, right? But in an exhibition game, like I don't know what, like what, what are you gonna say? Like you shouldn't do that. I mean, I guess it's. Well, not... I don't. Ca- I guess I, I suppose. But then the magic of the moment isn't really all that magical, right? Exactly. You were just given fastballs, and it was BP, right? I wondered about that with the Ripken one. I remember people were just like, you know, going crazy about. It. I'm like, oh, it was just like kind of meat, right? It's like it's like, hey, I'm gonna. <laughs> It's right. Throw this bad boy right. So where it doesn't you want matter. It. But the issue is, I think maybe at that time it did because that damn All Star game dictated home field oh, advantage. Oh yeah. Oh, that. I know. I still think back to that. That's so crazy. Like, could you? It's so. I it's love, so Costas, Bob Costas was interviewed about that, and he said you have the least important baseball game played between April first and October and thirty first dictate the location of the most important game played between April 1st and October 31st, right. or is the case now, sometimes in November. Right. Yeah, and that just Bananas. went along with that. Well, the, the deal with that was, more honesty in media, Fox was getting in trouble for the tie, uh-huh. and baseball had an overreaction since that was their television rights cash partner. And, hey, that's business. I understand it. But then they allowed them to 
infiltrate the integrity of the competition by having that stupid-ass all-star game dictate home field advantage in the World Series. That's actually... Got the Cardinals real nice in 2004. Now, would it have mattered? I don't know. But, hey, the wild-card Red Sox got to host game one and two. Right. Yeah, then it takes all. It almost takes all the fun out of the game. Like, because it's like, hey, like, I know that we're doing all this pageantry, but, like, you know, if you're on a, like, say the Yankees this year... And you're in the American League dugout. It's like, hey, we like we, we got to win this thing. We need hits. Yeah. Like we need we need especially with the Yankees' advantage in right field. Like you need hits. You need to get runs. Guys, I'd much rather hear players mic'd up than Jackson. Thanks. That's from the six one eight. Are we giving any tickets away? <laughs> right, right. Or we give it, next week we'll be giving tickets away. We'll retroactively give it to that guy. <laughs> Uh, great topics today, guys. But what we really want to know is any construction schedules for NBA teams' new arenas coming down the pike in the next 15 years. Oh, yeah, I got one for you. The Sixers, they're going to be putting a new one. I like how this Philadelphia has all their sports venues all in like one area. I think that's pretty cool. You could like Have go. Have you been? Uh, yeah, that, okay. I've, I've I been. I to say, I, I, I didn't think you were well traveled with this. Oh, no. that, that was one of the, the places Sixers games. So you could go, say, in October or, yeah, October, you could go Sixers game. And then just walk down and go to the link and go see an Eagles game. Well, I've been. I've been. They're all right there next to each other. It's like yeah. a little complex, except unlike uh, what they have with in Kansas City, you add the arena as well. Right. I it's think all it's all there. Was move. it South Philadelphia? Am I right on that? I don't yeah. Know. It's, they're all right by the highway. Uh, let me see what else. So she so asked about the All-Star Game and the future sports television. Do you think younger generations will gravitate to a more casual broadcast? My answer to that is automatically yes, mm-hmm. with personalities as opposed to traditional sports broadcasts. Do you think having both options as well as new features such as mic'd up players and alternate camera views will be the new normal? To an extent, yes. I already told you why the mic'd up players thing won't be happening, Mm -hmm. at least for a live broadcast. They're certainly mic'd up for like World Series videos or Super Bowl videos. Uh, Yeah, I think that that's going to happen. Now, what you're going to have happen, I guess you have already had happen to an extent, are the, I call it copycat, which has a negative connotation and it's not intended to but understandably something is successful in any business and people then try to imitate it that's that's smart business but the manning cast is unique because of peyton and eli's dynamic and also the respective ways that they carry themselves that uh, ingratiate themselves to their guests and you can't just put anybody in there and go this is going to work you know, but for example, just for the the sake of a discussion, and I let me tell you something. When it comes to the Blues broadcast teams, radio and television, I mean, holy crap, are we as good as it gets? Really, for real. I'm, I'm, and I guess I, by definition, we're on the, the Blues radios. But I was saying this before we were. You know, I, it, the Kerber is ridiculously good yep. at uh, hockey play by play, and Chase was outstanding with him, and Joey Vitale is outstanding with yeah, him, and then but... you have Panger and Kelly. I mean, it's just. So damn good. Right. But for example, like right now, if you go, okay, there's an alternative thing and you can watch it on Take Your Pick of Whatever, and it's like Hull and Chase or right. when he's done playing Patty Maroon. Or oh, Biz and Whitney. Uh, yeah. But I'm talking from a local oh, standpoint. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. That, that, that's, God, yeah. Right. But, but, you know, so during like a regular season game against Take Your Pick of Whatever random team on a Tuesday night in October that might not have as much importance, you're like, oh, I'd like to hear what, these boys are talking about that would be entertaining right it's like down a podcast. The stretch though if you're talking okay blues have to win this game to to win the central right you know you have such a great choice with kerber and vitale and, absolutely and uh john kelly and darren pang right. so you know from a national standpoint yeah i think it can but you have to have the right personalities right 
and I don't know how many of those are out there. Right, and then you think to like what sport would like really benefit probably the most from it? It'd probably be baseball because of the slow nature of the game. But we've talked about this on TMA. It's the personalities, just from a national standpoint, aren't necessarily there to grab the attention of people and captivate an audience for a nine-inning baseball game. You know, it's it's difficult. It's you know, there's probably people you would go to, but do they have the personality? Yeah, but I think it? some people. I mean, obviously, Vin Scully did it by himself. It's a totally different thing. Right, way different. But I was talking about like Joe Buck's podcast is just it's just it's just wandering, and uh-huh. they've gotten to a point where they're just like, yeah, it's better when we don't have guests. So let's just we're just going to BS. And yeah. it works. Yeah, but it has to be the right personalities, and you also have to have the Charles Barkley esque athlete or former athlete who's like, yeah, I don't really. Okay, fire me. I don't care. Right, it exactly. doesn't matter. And that's the empowering elements. Like, okay, fire me. Right, whatever. Nothing to lose. Still rich, and right. you know, fine. You want to cancel me on Twitter? Have at it. You know, just behind, excel- behind your burner account. You're yeah. so tough. You know, enjoy your poverty and the fact that you got me canceled. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, speaking of Charles Barkley, uh, he is catching hell for a, a meeting with Greg Norman of the Live Tour. We'll have that for you on the other side of the break. Then it's BK and Ferrario at the top of the hour. This is Balloon Party. One twenty speed. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Uh, Breaking college football news here as we wrap up the final segment. The SEC Media Days are wrapping up in uh, Alabama, and the SEC preseason media poll has just come out. Oh, wow. I like a nice preseason poll. Who do you think is picked to win the East? Uh, the winners of the East will be the Georgia Bulldogs. Second? Uh, second will be the Tennessee Volunteer, Texas A&M. Well, the West. they switch They're divisions the here in an urgent meeting, then Apologies. maybe they would be live. Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, no, Kentucky is picked second. Oh, Tennessee really? third. Okay. Who do you think is fourth? Uh, the Gators of Florida. Who do you think is fifth? Your Missouri Tigers. No. Hmm. Well, well, then we should ha- we should arrive at the answer at that point. Right, because it ain't Vandy. That's correct. Uh, so it would have to be... Um, oh, I'm sensing a situation here. Well, and I'm I'm gonna, oh, the South out. Carolina Gamecocks. Ah! South Carolina Gamecocks. I would have sat here until 11 at night on Sunday. I would have got it. Uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. And that means your Missouri Tigers are picked sixth in the SEC East. Well... In the West, for the record, Alabama, A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Brian Kelly in his new dialect, fifth, Mississippi State, sixth, and Wardam is seventh. Yeah, Brian Harson's going to be going through it down there. <laughs> Such a weird deal. He's going to be going through it down there. I do not feel bad for him. Well, actually, I, I don't because he's making a lot of money coaching football, so... But it's going to be tough in Auburn, Alabama this, this fall. SEC champion picks, Alabama, 158 votes, Georgia, 18. Wow. South Carolina, three. I really like that Shane Bieber. Somebody picked Vanderbilt to win the SEC. Uh, Who is this? Yes, uh, Talty. <laughs> Who is Vanderbilt? Maybe like, that was Gabe going rogue. That'd be great. To text the Colonel. <laughs> Did you vote for Vanderbilt to win the SEC? Would that be like we talked about biggest upsets in sports? That would have to be that's like Leicester City level upset to win the SEC for the Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> That would never happen. Well, I mean, theoretically in the future, but this season, that would be as bad as big an upset as you can have. So uh, Missouri picked sixth in the SEC East. Does it matter? No. no. But, I mean, there's so many question marks that I, I don't fault anybody for voting that way. You know, they don't know who's throwing the ball. Do you fault the guy who picked Vanderbilt to win the SEC? 
You are looking live at Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, where the Alabama Crimson Tide take on Vanderbilt for the SEC championship. There it is. There's the scene in four months. Get ready. Yeah, well, I don't see it happening personally, Tim, but uh, I'd like to get the person on who voted for Vanderbilt and hear his or her reasoning. Maybe it was a misclick. Yeah, I don't know. That'll happen. Uh, I deep teased this. Charles Barkley is pushing back on the criticism he is getting for meeting with Greg Norman uh, about uh, the possibility of going to be a broadcaster with the Live Golf Tour. Barkley uh, says, in a perfect scenario, I'd love to do both with regards to TNT and Live Golf, but I don't know how Turner's sponsors are going to feel about it. I know there's going to be some blowback. I told Norman, listen, they are making up words like blood money and sports washing. I said, we've all taken blood money and we have all sports washed something. So I don't like those words, to be honest with you. If you're in pro sports, you are taking some type of money from a not great cause. Uh, when asked if the NBA's relationship with China was an example he was pointing to, Barkley responded, yeah, I don't want to practice selective outrage. As a follow-up, Barkley was asked if it's different if you are basically receiving a check from the Saudi government. Quote, now that's semantics, Barkley said. I'm a Nike guy also, so I'm not going to do that thing where I pick and choose what I'm outraged about, where my money comes from. I just don't think that's fair. I think that makes you a hypocrite, and let's be fair. All these golf tours have played in Saudi Arabia and China, and that's my point. That's the thing I think that people like about Barkley. Right. First off, he'll say it, and then he'll go, yeah, you can't, you can't be critical of one thing or have, quote-unquote, hashtag outrage about it one thing and then not have it about the other. Right, exactly. Now, there, there, some things are apple, they're not apples to apples. I want to be clear about that. I just think, listen, when it gets down to it on the Live Golf thing, I think the PGA Tour's strategy to continue their monopoly on the world of professional golf was to condemn it as being Saudi blood money slash sports washing, and the strategy did not work. Now, I don't think, I still don't think the Live Golf Tour is going to work, not because of Saudi Arabia, but because I just think it's a hackneyed model. Although I did have somebody I would describe quite close to the situation saying uh, that there may be changes uh, and they will try to actually run it more like a business than Greg Norman's, you know, Instagram. Right. Well, so that could change the game there yeah, where somebody actually is competent at the top as opposed to whatever he's doing. Uh, all right. BK and Ferrari up next. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back. Uh, I am off for two of the days next week and then all the following week. Uh, so I know Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman will be filling in for uh, the toes two days next week. But uh, I'll be in Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then uh, I will be vacationing. But when I vacation, we just uh, we go to Six Flags every day. That's yeah, actually what we right. do. I know you go to the, high, the Hamptons, but I just can't relate to that. Time for us to shut it down. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.